Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Mark Lemkula and Fraser Findlay. Mark is the CEO of Apatel Incorporated, a company known for their monitoring products. Fraser is CEO of Biopack, a company known for their scientific tools for physiology measurement. They're here with us to speak about the fundamentals of wireless long-term EEG recording in small animals and new research capabilities enabled through the integration of technology and physiological analysis systems. Let's jump in. We're going to start with actually a, a question that came in in the registration form. Mark, I think the what I need you to do here is elaborate on the reusable transmitter that you mentioned in your presentation and what this will enable or what this will mean for, for users moving forward. Sure, sure. And my, my colleagues are telling me not to eat the, suture, eat the sutures, which is too bad because I'm sure they taste like licorice. <laughs> but um, so the, the reusable transmitter, this, this is new for us. And we, we found that a lot of people start off with tethered recordings and have experience with the Plastics 1 three-electrode system, which is shown here in the animal on the right being implanted. And what the reusable transmitter allows you to do is to interface with that electrode and move the transmitter from animal to animal to animal. And you know this is especially useful if you are only needing recordings for a very short period of time and have a lot of animals to record from. And uh, it also facilitates using a cannula system. So if you're gonna, for example, inject canic acid into the hippocampus, it moves the transmitter away from the skull and has a very low foot, small footprint and allows you to have a cannula system there as well. And the other benefit is that you can turn this transmitter off when you're not using it, um, using the activator. So it still doesn't have a rechargeable battery, but by being able to turn it off, you can drastically increase the amount of time you can use this transmitter. So Perfect. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, it does. And actually, just on that note, uh, you know, we've had a number of questions again before we started the webinar, the registration form, and even live today about size and lifespan of the transmitters. So again, we've prepared an extra slide just to help get at these details. So, Mark, if you could continue here and just help with the audience explain, so expected battery life of the transmitters, and then also how this varies uh, by size. And actually, just I'm going to elaborate one more on this. We have a question that has come in from Emma, and she's asked about the the size and weight of the transmitters and how this might affect locomotor activity. And, and maybe you could focus on the two-week transmitter on the pups. Uh, just to, Sure. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, so we have three different size transmitters. They're on the right there, A through C. And uh, starting at the top, we have our six-month transmitter, which is the largest. But we only recommend that for adult rats. The footprint is, is fairly large. And then in B, we have what we call our, our two-month transmitter. And that's great for adult rats and mice. It has a smaller footprint. And it'll even work in rat pups down to postnatal day six and weaned mice. So then in C, we have our, our smallest transmitter, and that's our two-week transmitter. And that has a very small footprint. And if in the animal in the center there is a postnatal day 10 mouse. And it fits well on that mouse and is light enough that it doesn't restrict their movement. There is more information about these transmitters, such as the bandwidth and the weight and the volume, on our website at epitelinc.com, if you'd like to check that out. And I should mention that the reusable transmitter that we saw on the previous slide is the two-month transmitter. 
And so regardless of the number of channels or the type of bio potential that you're recording, they all come in these three sizes, two week, two month, and six month. Perfect. No, that's great. And actually a question came in from Antonella that relates to this as well. They're particularly interested in maybe stretching the use of the smallest transmitter to P8 mice. Do you think that's possible or has anybody attempted that? I think it is possible. I'm not sure if anyone's attempted that yet or not. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's not possible. <laughs> right, right, right. And that's what research is all about, right? Um, okay, next question, Frazier. Um, do you have any recommendations for multi-channel video recording, either multiple recordings on a single subject or high-throughput system with multiple animals being recorded simultaneously, much like the picture that Mark shared in his presentation? Yeah, but we, we offer a number of different packages for multi-camera or single-camera high frame rate, high frequency type stuff. It really depends on what you're doing. If you're just looking at monitoring the animals while they're in their cages, the multi-camera systems work really well. We offer complete packages and we have information on our website and we can put details of those in with the Q&A section so that people can review them after the webinar. Okay, perfect. Kirsten has asked, is it possible to achieve group housing in any way when using this equipment? So multiple mice, recording for multiple mice at the same time, but co-housing, I guess. Is this at all possible? Yes, that is a fantastic question, and we are working on it. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay, so coming soon. All right. Yes. Very good. Another question, Tao specifically asked, could you recommend the, the type of super glue that you used in the video, which is most appropriate for securing the transmitter to the skull? Yes, there, there's a number of kinds that we've used in the past. A Loctite makes a medical grade super glue that's approved for medical use. And, and I can make those recommendations offline as well. But there, there's, there's a few different types. Very good. Yeah, we can, perhaps we can include uh, some references to that. Also, the uh, Plastics One parts that you mentioned, we'll include that in the report following the webinar. So people have some direct links. All right. Florbella has asked, do you absolutely need to have the receiver under the cage or could it be oriented in different places uh, within close proximity? Yes, you do. Because it doesn't use radio frequency, it uses capacitive coupling. Mm -hmm. The animal has to have at least one foot over the area of that receiver. And so we recommend that you size the receiver based on the size of your animal. So if you're using a very small rodent pup, we have a what we call the pup receiver, but we can also make custom shapes on a one-off basis if that's necessary for someone. Okay. So more discussion required, maybe possible. Yeah. A question from, from Lynn. She's specifically interested if anyone is using this system for 26-hour continuous acquisition, but with integrated video. So I'll let you answer that first. Or maybe is that possible? Uh, for long-term recordings? 26-hour continuous acquisition is specifically what she's mentioned. Yes, absolutely. We have experiments going on here at the U, the University of Utah, where we're recording continuously for six months from a cohort of animals okay. continuously. Excellent. So well beyond that. Very good. Frazier, can you mention the name of the sleep software? We've got a question coming just that someone would like to for you to repeat the sleep software name so they can... Yeah, sleep sign. Okay. Very good. And you can bring the acknowledge file straight into it. Okay. Perfect. 
What about an uh, interesting question here? Maybe we'll make this our last one. Andrea has asked, could uh, these systems be integrated with optogenetic? Yes, I think so. As long as it doesn't induce any electrical interference into the system. So like an optical system should work just fine. Okay. In my opinion. We haven't tried it, but I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Frazier, any addition here? Uh, have you heard of people doing this? Well, I was just going to touch back on the 26-hour recording. One of the big things is file size. Mm-hmm. So Acknowledge is a 64-bit application, so it means you can record you know, huge files now. The one thing I didn't show, you can also automate the recording periods. So if you don't want to have one huge file of 26 hours of data, you can break it into chunks. And that allows you to access the data earlier in the process. Okay. Basically, you could set it up, for example, to record in six-hour chunks. And then at the end, if you really want to, you can merge it all back into one file. But sometimes it just makes it a little bit easier to handle if it's a smaller file. Mm -hmm. When you get a, a large file, you have memory issues sometimes. So I don't know. It's just one of those things people have to play around with a little bit. But it is possible, and Acknowledge will support that through the 64-bit architecture. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers, and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. For the full webinar, please see the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.